Welcome to The Irony of Beauty, a fortnightly podcast hosted by skincare experts Fiona and Rose. They love a good chat and sometimes a heated debate about all things skin and nutrition, calling out scaremongering, misinformation and misleading marketing in an ever-confusing world of beauty and wellness. Please note, the information provided is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace qualified medical advice. We're talking about collagen today, something that um, I would like to have more of. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about this and get some clarity around collagen powders and what works and what doesn't. I was looking at a photo of, it was about 17 years ago, and I was like, oh, when I had collagen. Actually, when I had fat pads. (laughs) funny isn't it when you as you get older you touch your skin and you think oh they used to bounce back a little bit better than it you know than it does now (laughs) collagen I think is something that we all want more of and it's something that we hear a lot about we all we're all like what can we do for more collagen and the thing that I get asked about a lot and probably see the most misinformation about online and it drives me insane like totally insane is about collagen and collagen supplements um and why it drives me insane is that everyone's quick to judge. Nobody actually really does the research. I've seen doctors, I've seen skin professionals all say the wrong info because obviously they've never brought out a collagen supplement and they haven't done the research on it. And it's quite refreshing actually when you do see scientists actually start saying the right information um, because I think there was a scientist a couple of years ago that completely said the wrong information, hadn't done the research, and then I had to go out there and I was trying to get get the right research information out there. And it's so frustrating because the minute somebody's a, a doctor, um, they all believe whatever they say, even when they haven't done the research. So it infuriates me, to be honest. So if it's not your area, don't comment on it. That's all I've got to say on the subject. Daniel. <laughs> stay in your friggin lane because collagen (laughs) I am the collagen queen let me tell you all about collagen (laughs) (laughs) you are I love when you get fired up and you talk about this subject it's actually quite funny um but you know what it's good for us to be aware everyone's aware now okay collagen does something but it's the right information I think we need to hear the right stuff um you know the differences with the different collagen powders what works what doesn't when should we take it how much should we take you know does it really actually do anything exactly and look I used to travel to Asia a lot for work and I remember sort of 20-odd, 25 years ago even, you'd go into an Asian pharmacy and there would be rows and rows and rows of all these collagen supplements and collagen drinks and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, you know, they're taking collagen to replace collagen and I even I thought, oh, how can that work? Um, and so I think when people are a little bit naive and they haven't done the research, they'll probably just go, well, surely if you just eat collagen it's not going to put collagen back in your skin um and so you've got to understand the science of how it works so of course if you have a collagen supplement and you take a collagen supplement it's not going to travel through your body and reattach to your collagen right and I think that's why people go of course it doesn't work well of course it doesn't work like that that's the first thing that we need to highlight no it's not going to magically reattach to your collagen it's important if it did that I'd be sculling it every day (laughs) I know well yeah I mean I I heard some analogy of uh you know it's like eating toenails to grow toenails or something like that that's a really ridiculous analogy and what a load of rubbish but um 
you know, collagen, collagen peptides, bone broth, they're all quite different. And so I think we need to talk about all of that and bust some of the myths. I think collagen, for those people that aren't aware, it's a structural protein that we find abundantly in the body. And there's many different types of collagen, each with a different role in the body. But when we're talking about ageing, particularly with the skin, the most predominant types of collagen in the skin are type 1 and type 3 and they're the collagen that that we lose as we we get older if you like and we want collagen because it's giving us that scaffolding and that support in the skin and that's why when we all uh, when we age we lose collagen so we lose collagen as we age we produce less collagen and the skin actually starts to become thinner it's not as plump and it's not as dense. And I think, you know, post-menopause, when the hormones really change and when oestrogen really declines, that is when we significantly see that drop in collagen. So from about the age of 30, collagen production slows, but significantly post-menopause, we really see that massive decline in collagen. So not only is it going to affect the skin, but it can affect things like your joints and your bones as well. And... That is when you're going to notice ageing in your skin but also sort of stiffening in the body as well, which isn't a particularly pleasant thought. So I want to do everything I can to help maintain it. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, I know that's one of the most common questions I get in clinic um, from clients with regard to their skin ageing. Oh, Rose, I'm noticing my face dropping. I'm noticing my face is collapsing. You know, it's not as plump as it used to be. And that's because obviously we are starting to notice the, the collagen degrade. Um, and as we get older, you do start to see it become more obvious, in particular going through menopause. I definitely see clients' loss of collagen impacting their skin health quite significantly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things I get asked about all the time is then is well, just eat more protein. So I think that's a really good thing to address because collagen is a protein. It's the most abundant protein, really, that we find in the body. So then what people tend to ask me is, well, do I have to have collagen supplements? So my response to that is, no, you don't have to take any supplement. You know, In an ideal world, we've, we've got the ideal diet and we're getting all of the nutrients that we need for healthy skin. So we do need protein and we need more protein as we age, you know, for, for muscle mass and um, protein is important. We don't absorb it as well as we get older as well. So you need to make sure you have enough protein in the diet. The thing with collagen, when we um, produce collagen, we need amino acids. Now protein, that is what we get in the diet from things like animal protein, we can have vegetable protein, we can get it from things like eggs, we can get it from legumes. Protein in the diet will give us amino acids. To make collagen, we need very specific amino acids. Different protein foods will contain different amino acids. So I want to make that very clear. If you don't have the right mix of amino acids, you you might not be getting the right amino acids for collagen production. Now, most people should be having a balanced intake of protein to get the right amino acids, but 
most people, even most nutritionists you would speak to, wouldn't immediately know what is a lysine-rich food, what is a glycine-rich food, what is a proline-rich food, right? So first of all, you need to take that into consideration. Um, But you need to get the right blend of amino acids. That's important. We also need to make sure not only are we getting the right amino acids in the diet, we're getting the right nutrients in the diet for healthy collagen production. If we're not getting those, that will affect the quality of our collagen. So we know for healthy collagen, we need lysine, glycine, proline. We need hydroxyproline, which the body can make from other forms of amino acids. Um, When it comes to collagen supplementation, we know that collagen automatically will have those particular amino acids that we need for collagen formation. So the lysine, glycine, proline, hydroxyproline. It is one of the very unique foods, if you like, that has hydroxyproline already present in it, and that makes it quite unique. And that may be why we do see an improvement in the skin when people supplement with collagen, because it has this unique um, hydroxyproline, this unique amino acid that isn't naturally present in food, but your body has to manufacture it, providing you get the right amino acids in the diet. We also need nutrients. So to manufacture collagen, everyone knows that we need vitamin C. So vitamin C is essential for healthy collagen production. Vitamin C acts as a cofactor for what we call hydroxylation. Um, And it's responsible for stabilising and cross-linking the collagen molecules. So vitamin C very rare that somebody doesn't get enough vitamin C in the diet. If they don't get enough vitamin C, they get scurvy, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Vitamin C we get from cherries, berries, kiwi, citrus, cauliflower, tomatoes, capsicum. So providing you're eating fruits and vegetables, you should be getting enough vitamin C in the diet. We also need to have iron for collagen formation. So iron is an essential cofactor for um, that strong healthy collagen if you are chronically low in iron that can affect the strength of your collagen which is why you may notice when people are chronically iron deficient they have what I call flabby skin the skin is quite soft it's flabby and it's not sort of firm and strong so that's something to be aware of you you need to um make sure you're getting enough iron in the diet. And we get that through things like red meat, poultry, legumes, spinach, lentils, you know, beetroot, cherries, things like that. Um, so that's an important nutrient that most people don't talk about when it comes to collagen. We also need copper. Now, copper activates an enzyme which is required for the maturation of collagen. Um, Most people get enough copper in the diet. In fact, if you're on, say, a vegan diet, it's likely that you're getting too much copper, so you've got to be careful. Um, Also, when you take things like zinc supplements in high dose, that can actually affect your um, copper levels and it can affect your iron levels. And that is why I'm always a big believer in don't just randomly supplement because you can throw out other nutrients in the body. Um, So copper you get in a lot of things like lentils, greens, um, vegetables, even chocolate. So most people wouldn't be deficient in copper. It would be highly unlikely. We also need zinc. Zinc's a cofactor for collagen production. Um, We get zinc through things like meat, oyster, poultry, 
pumpkin seeds, which I love, I eat heaps of those, and we need magnesium. So magnesium is also required for those early stages of collagen production through the actual protein translation stage. And we get magnesium in the diet through plant-based foods again, you know, things like oats, almonds, leafy greens, whole grains, beetroot, etc. So all of those nutrients are required for healthy collagen production. Now, I often hear people say, well, you have to take collagen supplements with vitamin C for better absorption, which isn't true. It's not better absorbed with vitamin C. However, vitamin C helps collagen production. So some studies show that if you take vitamin C with collagen supplements, you get a, good, a better result or you don't need as much collagen to get the result. Mm-hmm. But where the studies are on collagen and collagen peptides, there are plenty of randomised control studies on collagen peptides alone without any of these other nutrients that I spoke about. So purely taking collagen peptides has shown a significant improvement in collagen production, type 1, type 3 collagen in the skin. Um, and when it comes to marine collagen, an improvement in particularly with skin hydration, hyaluronic acid, and also elastin, so skin elasticity. So when it comes to taking collagen supplements for skin health in particular, marine collagen seems to be the gold standard for that. Bovine collagen, which comes from cows, you'll also see an improvement in collagen production. It tends to be cheaper And so um, if you're somebody that is, say, an athlete, you run a lot, you exercise a lot, you're going to put more wear and tear on your body, you probably would need more collagen, probably 15 grams a day. That's when you could probably, and you're taking it more for joints and things like that, then you could probably get away with taking a bovine collagen. But if you're predominantly more concerned about skin, I would be looking at a marine collagen. And it's skin, not just on the face, but on the body as well, as you said. So... Um, you know, it's good to obviously provide ourselves with these nutrients internally with good ingestibles. And I do feel like um, taking collagen supplements and the right one will also impact the way that our gut behaves as well. It impacts our gut function. Um, I think that does have, you know, an impact. What do you think? That's, it's interesting. There's not that much study on the gut and collagen. So it, there's some really great studies on skin. There's not that much on gut health and everyone's like, take collagen for the gut, take collagen for the gut. There are some studies to show that it can be beneficial with the tight junctions of the gut. Um, And so strengthening the tight junctions. So basically what that means is when people say that they talk about leaky gut or increased um, gut permeability, it helps to strengthen the barrier of the gut, if you like. so it, there are studies to say that it actually helps with the tight junctions and helps with things like leaky gut. Where you do have to be careful with collagen, however, with gut, is it's not going to help everybody with gut issues. In fact, in some situations, I wouldn't recommend it. So if somebody's got diverticulitis, for instance, that is a condition where it has been shown that those people actually have more collagen laid down in the gut. So if you then take a collagen supplement, which is stimulating collagen production, 
there have been some reports anecdotally of people having um, flare-ups. So if somebody had something like Crohn's, if they had diverticulitis in particular, Crohn's not so much, but more diverticulitis, I can't even say it now. You said it for me, Rose. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't be recommending collagen supplements. I also wouldn't recommend collagen supplements to anyone that has any kind of collagen um, dysfunction. So Mm. if they've got something like keloid scarring, scleroderma, we just don't know if that would be detrimental or not. So in those conditions, we wouldn't recommend collagen supplementation. But there have been very positive studies on taking collagen supplements, and we're talking collagen peptides in particular, for an improvement in hyaluronic acid, collagen production, um, and in general sort of hydration and plumpness and collagen density in the skin. Um, And I can hand on heart say that I've seen an incredible improvement in the skin from collagen peptides way more than any topical skincare product for say like a hyaluronic acid or something like that so for that plumpness and that that skin integrity then the collagen is incredible but again it does come down to expectations if you're looking for an improvement in the skin such as sort of collagen density hydration you will see an improvement but are you going to look like you've had a facelift and you're going to look 10 years younger absolutely not how much does it do for elasticity a little bit, an improvement. But if you've got jowls, it's not going to get rid of your jowls. You know, so we've got to be really realistic in expectations. But the other feedback I get from it as well, and there are studies for joints as well, are things like recovery after exercise. So muscles and joints and even bones. So with collagen, um, it can be beneficial for that as well. So when we're talking about collagen peptides, I think it's important to understand the difference, Rose, between collagen and collagen peptides because a lot of people don't know the difference and that's where a lot of the myth-busting, you know, or the, the misinformation comes from. So people say, well, collagen's too large a molecule to absorb and it is. So the actual molecular structure of the collagen molecule, it's about 300,000 Daltons. It's a very large molecule we know topically in skincare, collagen can't absorb into the skin, the molecule's too large. We can't absorb the collagen molecule either when we ingest it because the molecule is too large. When it comes down to digestion, we have to break the collagen molecule down, breaks it down into amino acids, the body will then use it, the structural proteins, wherever it needs it the most. There are some studies to support even non-hydrolyzed collagen having beneficial results, particularly when it comes to things like joints. So even though it's not absorbed directly, just getting the right amino acids and the right amount can be beneficial to things like joints and hyaluronic acid and things like that in the joints. So that's important to understand. When it comes to collagen peptides, the molecular structure of the peptides is way, way smaller than native collagen. So we said that's about 300,000 Daltons. With collagen peptides, to be a peptide, it's around between two to 6,000 Daltons. So you can see way, 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 way smaller. That is small enough to be absorbed via the gut. It's absorbed via the gut by what we call the PET1 transporter. Um, 
And these peptides have been shown to act like signaling molecules where they basically signal or interact with the fibroblast-like growth factor um, to signal the fibroblast to say, hey, come on, you need to start making collagen. So we're getting this benefit from the amino acid, from the hydroxyproline in particular, which you don't get really from any other food. So that means we're getting all the right the right amino acids, if you like. But we're also getting this signalling type action where we're encouraging the fibroblast cell to, to just say, come on, knock on the door, you need to start making collagen. And that's really what we know so far about collagen peptides. So there definitely is evidence now of the benefits of collagen peptides. Um, they do absorb, they do work differently to native collagen. And so when people say, you know, I'm having bone broth for my collagen, that's different too because bone broth, first of all, some bone broth could be a good source of collagen, some may not be. And the way to know is when the bone broth goes cold, does it form a thick jelly, then it's collagen rich. If it doesn't harden or solidify, it's not collagen rich is one way to know. The other thing with bone broth you've got to be careful is Bones can store heavy metals. And so if you're overdosing on bone broth, it can be very nutritious, don't get me wrong, but just be aware of where you're getting your bone broth from, you know, and the quality of the bones and things like that. Also, if you are getting a bone broth that is a rich bone broth that's rich in collagen, it is native collagen. It is not collagen peptides. So... That means the body still has to break down the collagen. It's still the large molecular structure that has to be broken down into the amino acids. Those amino acids are then then absorbed and utilised by the body. So you will still get a benefit, but you're not getting that that signalling molecule benefit that you're getting from the collagen peptides, if that makes sense. So sure, have bone broth if that's what you like to do, but it is different from collagen peptides um, and a lot of people don't don't realize that good that you've given us that clarity um for any italians listening out there i've grown up with bone broth <laughs> like since i was a child my mother made us bone bone broth all the time um so yeah that's really good to have that clarity behind all of that look i've seen um skin change before my eyes with clients that are taking the collagen peptides um it, it's it's really great to see that the underlying tone of the skin changes, the density of the skin changes, but also wound healing. Mm. You know, when we're looking at um, performing treatments in the clinic for collagen induction, most of the time clinics, uh, sorry, these treatments actually induce a wound response, right? So you're going through that whole inflammatory cascade. What you want to have is that predictability so that the skin heals correctly. And part of that is obviously what we're doing from an internal perspective. So once again, through our diet, but also taking collagen peptides actually really supports the results of the in-clinic procedures that do enhance or help to reorganize collagen production and, and produce new collagen. So there is certainly a place for this, absolutely. And it's not something that you're going to see changes overnight. You're going to see progressive changes and it just comes back to consistency. It's consistency. It's daily. I mean, I think the studies are, I can't remember to my head, I think it was eight to ten weeks to, before you start to see a difference which makes sense because we're working at a, a cellular level 
But as time goes by, I've noticed particularly with things like Amigas, but also with collagen, it gets better and better. I noticed even a difference in Dave's skin when he started taking it because he's somebody that's not into skincare. So I can get him to take ingestibles, but I can't get him to do topical skincare. Apart from SPF, he'll do that. But he won't do moisturisers and serums and things like that. So I really noticed a skin uh, a difference in his skin, sort of looking more hydrated after he started taking collagen peptides. And also what I noticed is he stopped complaining. Not that he's a big complainer, bless him. But he did stop. Um, or he noticed an improvement in muscle recovery because he's a runner. He runs every day. He, he runs a lot. And he noticed that he wasn't getting the aches and pains that he normally gets. And I've had quite a lot of people say that as well. They don't get as achy after exercising and running, people that do work out a lot. Mm, that's really good. Really good to hear. Um, let's talk about how collagen, obviously we our own collagen, you know, production declines and we see a lot of that um, quite obvious throughout menopause. Um, let's talk about things like MMPs um, and that enzyme that naturally occurs within our um, body to break down collagen. Um, how, collagen peptides, obviously from powders, will actually help to support um, or reduce the activity of MMPs. Would that be correct? Yes, yeah, so in some studies it's shown that collagen, collagen peptides actually help to inhibit the enzymes that break down collagen. So we know that as we age, collagen production slows down. But the enzymes that break down collagen to make way for new collagen don't, <laughs> which is quite unfair. Um, we also know that things like UV exposure will increase or accelerate the breakdown of collagen as well. So we know now that in some studies, it, taking collagen peptides actually helps to slow the breakdown of collagen and it also helps to stimulate the production of new collagen combine collagen peptides with polyphenols then we also know polyphenols we mentioned that in a previous podcast for uv induced sun damage but polyphenols also help to protect against um, collagen degradation as well and that's why i often like to recommend collagen peptides with polyphenol antioxidants as well because that actually will also help to protect against collagen. And you'll get your polyphenols in a plant-rich diet, so, you know, red and, you know, that's why things like blueberries are so good for you and all the, the rich dark blue and the, the red fruits and, and things like that, they can be really beneficial too. So collagen peptides are not only helping to stimulate collagen, but they're helping to protect against the breakdown of collagen. So for me, it's a no-brainer. If you're working on the skin particularly for injectors when they're doing things like bioremodeling treatments or they're doing filler or they're talking about you know injecting hyaluronic acid into the skin then supplementing with collagen peptides making sure you're drinking enough water that all goes hand in hand to me it's an absolute no-brainer and I don't understand why more people don't do it because the ones that do see such an improvement in the skin you know the skin looks plump and it looks glowy and it looks dewy um so I'm a big fan. The only thing I would say with collagen peptides is you do need to take the right amount of them. And when people say they don't see a difference, it's because they're either not taking them daily or they don't take the right amount. So the dosage is really important. And this is where you've got to be careful because there's a lot of products out there. And this 
grinds my gears, this is another thing, um, that are selling collagen products that don't have enough collagen in them at a therapeutic dose to have any effect and that's annoying and they're charging a lot of money for them. So the absolute minimum you'd be looking at is five grams of collagen daily for maintenance. So if you've got a really young skin, you've got plump, glowy, dewy skin, taking collagen, you're not going to notice any more of an improvement in your skin. It's more of a maintenance. If you've got more of a mature skin, you're losing hyaluronic acid, you need a bit of plumping, hydration, increasing collagen density, the skin looks more... um, when I say more elastic, I'm talking about it's just got that more more elasticity. It's not going to get rid of elastosis or a loss of elasticity, but it just makes the skin look healthier. You will see an improvement. However, best results have been seen when you take double the dose, so 10 grams of collagen for three months, then go down to a maintenance dose of, of five grams. So to give you an idea... A teaspoon is roughly four grams. Two teaspoons would be roughly eight grams. Um, Depending if you have heaped teaspoons, then you're going to get more collagen in there. So, you know, I I just say take two teaspoons of collagen um, and then that that should cover you. If you're working out a lot, if you're bigger, then maybe take two teaspoons heaped to start with, then go down to two flat teaspoons and then that will give you a good amount but if you're if you're taking a supplement that's got two and a half grams of collagen in there you know like a gummy bear or something you need to be taking quite a few gummy bears to get any benefit from that collagen supplement and that's where it's misleading because you could buy a big tub of what looks like collagen and it says collagen but it could have a lot of filler in there so in other words it's not pure collagen it's not pure collagen peptide so if it's um you you need to look at the label to see how much collagen per serve because you may think you're taking two teaspoons but there may not actually be that much collagen in the serve so you have to be very careful with looking at the label it may be bulked out with protein powder or maltodextrin or it may have a filler in there and have all these other ingredients so you could be taking two teaspoons, but there's hardly any collagen in there. There may, may only be three grams of collagen, which isn't really enough to do anything. And that is why people say they don't get results with collagen. So that is why I like the pure peptides. You can add it to coffee. You know, you're just getting pure collagen. There's no other bulking agent or filler in there. If you want to take extra vitamins, then you can do that with collagen. But dosage is key. Be very, very careful. Look at the dose to see how much collagen is actually in what you're taking um i do feel that collagen peptides and the right collagen supplement helps to prevent things like glycation in the skin as well you know that real hardening and shortening of those collagen fibers in particular you see it a lot in older ladies around the periol area um i really feel like that can slow that whole process down and and that obviously comes from diet as well and how we cook our food yeah and also that's when i get the antioxidants and polyphenols in for um, helping to protect against glycation and glycation is when you get that stiffening of the the collagen fibers and it naturally will happen with age depends on the diet as well if you've got a diet that's got a lot of deep fried foods and roasted foods and, and that type of thing high sugar diet again 
it's okay to have the odd Mars bar. I'm talking about a diet overall that is high refined carbohydrate, high sugar, a lot of deep fat fried foods. That's not going to be great for collagen. Um, again, that's when we need to be looking at the diet, making sure we've got those plant-based antioxidant polyphenol rich foods in there that are also going to help to protect against the, the glycation and the breakdown of collagen. God, I haven't had a Mars bar. I couldn't tell you the last time I had I that. haven't either. I don't know where that came from. Mars bar. I think I saw a picture of a Mars bar on an Instagram. I was like, wow, do they still exist? They probably got really small too. But um, I remember the ad for Mars bars. It used to be a Mars a day, help you work, rest and play. Oh, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, talk to me about pregnancy and collagen um, peptides. Mm. as in don't or do take them take them or not so i'm a big believer in supplementation with pregnancy only take supplements if they are designed for pregnancy so when it comes Mm. to collagen peptides they're not really designed for pregnancy i know people that take them my advice is best not to because they haven't really been tested for use during pregnancy so they are just say for marine collagen it's it's hydrolyzed fully hydrolyzed fish skin basically that's what you're taking um so in theory it shouldn't really be a problem but then why would you during pregnancy my advice is probably best not to um we just don't know i would say take a pregnancy supplement that has been prescribed by a qualified professional that way you know you're getting the right nutrients during pregnancy. We don't know what effect collagen peptides would have on a fetus. We just don't know. And that is why it's unlikely it would be detrimental, but I don't want to take that risk. So I would just say best not to take during pregnancy, and that's what most manufacturers would recommend, best not to take during pregnancy because they haven't been tested for use during pregnancy. Saying that... um, Really, the main contraindications would be, obviously, anyone that is allergic to either marine, if it's a marine collagen, marine products, or obviously bovine products, anyone that's got any known allergies. Also, as I said before, if you've got any collagen um, disorders, such as keloid scarring, scleroderma, that type of thing, diverticulitis, we probably wouldn't recommend collagen supplements. The other thing um, to be aware of with collagen supplements as well, they're not a complete protein. I have had people say to me, I've swapped my protein in my smoothie out to collagen. And the only thing to be aware of is collagen has different amino acids in it, but it's not a complete protein, meaning you don't get all of your amino acids. It tends to be low in an amino acid called tryptophan. And tryptophan is an amino acid that we need for feeling calm, reducing anxiety. So if you're having a lot of collagen and you're not getting enough tryptophan, if you are prone to anxiety, you could find that it makes anxiety worse. So that's one thing to be aware of. And I would say if you're somebody that is prone to anxiety and you're not getting enough tryptophan in the diet, you need to start making sure you get enough tryptophan in your diet. So make sure you have things like a banana in your smoothie. That would give you tryptophan. Um, You get tryptophan in things like turkey. You know, that's why Christmas time everyone falls asleep (laughs) after their turkey meal because it's sort of calming and relaxing. 
Um, salmon is a good source of tryptophan. So making sure, and again, this is why I said, you know, when people say, I'll oh, just eat protein for collagen. Different proteins have different amino acids in. Collagen doesn't have really a high enough amount of tryptophan in it. If you're having a healthy, well-balanced diet, you'll still be getting enough tryptophan. It's not a problem. If you're low in tryptophan already, you're not eating a balanced diet, and then you take collagen supplements and you're prone to anxiety and you notice that your anxiety is getting worse, then make sure you're balancing that out by increasing your tryptophan in your diet. That's a really good point. I'm a fan believer of um, good quality collagen powders. I do love Vitasol. As you know, I stock your brand in my clinic (laughs) and the majority of my clients are all on it. And I, like I said, I've seen skin change from month to month when they visit the clinic, how much their skin improves. They um, recover well from procedures. And I've got some great modalities in clinic that help to induce collagen production and stimulate that fibroblast but you want to ensure that that wound healing is really at its optimum level and when they're taking the collagen powder it really is it it just you know helps the skin so much redensifies it and if you're doing treatments for collagen like collagen induction you know the skin needling that's a great treatment for collagen as well so those two would go really well together the products and the collagen as well Definitely. Um, skin needling is amazing. Um, you've got Morpheus 8, which is fantastic. You know, they they generally tend to be one of or two of the most popular. Laser Genesis is another modality, um, less invasive, obviously, more treatments, um, uh, you know, are needed, obviously, but it's, it's a great non-invasive treatment. But regardless of what modality you're doing in the clinic to in, improve collagen production, you need that fundamental um, ingestible uh, support. You know, you want to encourage the best results from these procedures as possible. So why wouldn't you encourage your clients to, to in, you know, to introduce this into their daily routine? Absolutely. So I think the takeaways from collagen is overall diet is key. So having a, a well-balanced, healthy diet um, is important to make sure you are getting those other nutrients and making sure you're getting iron and, and magnesium and copper and zinc and vitamin C because they're all cofactors in healthy collagen production. We will still get results from collagen peptides alone, but if you combine that with a healthy diet, you're going to really maximise those results. I think as well, avoiding things like overexposure to UV because we know that's not good for our collagen. And again, Wearing that SPF is so, so important. Um, And making sure you're getting the right dose of collagen. So absolute minimum, my recommendation is five grams. If the collagen is mixed with a vitamin C or or other nutrients, you may possibly be able to get away with less. Um, You'd have to look at the studies for that brand of collagen and and what their their evidence is. Um, But... The dose is key and usually the more mature or the more active you are, you're going to need more collagen. So um, that is very, very important to understand. And remember that there are studies that actually do support the effectiveness of collagen peptide supplementation on skin health, particularly your hyaluronic, your type 1 and 3 collagen and also protecting from or slowing down collagen degradation. So there are some really great studies out there, and I personally have seen great results. Um, I have collagen every day. That's the first thing I do in the morning. I have my collagen coffee. So literally have a great coffee. It's got polyphenols. Remember, coffee does have polyphenols. Put my collagen in, and then I know 
you know, I'm done, I've, I've had my collagen for the day. And also you're getting some amino acids and protein in there. So it does actually help with helping keeping you fuller for a little bit longer as well. So I normally have that an hour before breakfast. Consistency is really important. So what we do every day is going to make the biggest change. So I cannot stress that enough. And always check your ingredient list. It amazes me, Rose, people don't look at ingredients. It absolutely... Not as much as they should, no. No, people don't know what they're taking half the time. So check the ingredient list um, to see how much actual collagen is in the product. There are some products out there that say collagen on the label and there's no actual collagen in there, to give you an example. So disappointing to hear that. Um, Yeah, there's actually no collagen in there. So (laughs) this is where you've got to really do your research. Um, And, you know, some of them have got maltodextrin, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's not something you really want to be adding into your diet. Um, It can affect blood sugar. It's not great for gut health in some people, particularly people with Crohn's. So I try and stay away from it. It's in enough stuff already. So do you want to be taking a supplement with it as well? Has it got added starches and sugars, artificial flavours, etc.? You know, again, I prefer the the unflavoured, just something you can add to coffee, but it's personal preference. If you find one that you like that you get results with, go for it. But um, do just check the amount of collagen that's in there and just check there's any collagen in there because, as I said, some don't even have collagen in. Yeah, you want to be buying something with quality, I think. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's such an easy thing to do. I've had it in yoghurt. Um, I'm not... I personally don't like it in coffee, but I'm a bit fussy with my coffee myself. Are you a short black drinker? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why. Yeah. I think um, I've done it in smoothies lots of times. That's a that's a no-brainer. But I think in coffee, I think because I do have that short black or a macchiato, I'll just have that little bit of almond or, you know, rice milk in there. Um, I can generally, yeah, I just like that coffee to be coffee. But I've had it in yogurt. I've had it in smoothies. I've shot it down with water. It is so easy. It's just a no-brainer. It's just a routine that I do every day. It's the um, sort of Italian sort of, you know, coffee connoisseur. In fact, the only (laughs) people that have said to me they don't like it in coffee are the ones that have little um, espressos. Yeah. Everybody else loves it in coffee. I can't even tell it's in the coffee, to be honest with you, but the coffee connoisseurs, I know yeah. they don't don't you tamper with their coffee yeah that's it like it's just one thing don't talk to me until I've had this <laughs> that's probably not even a good thing anyway um but yeah because of that short black I can yeah it's just I just want to taste the coffee yeah get it I get it no you're a coffee connoisseur I get it <laughs> so I think we've pretty much covered all the myths that I can possibly think of about collagen today can you think of any more no that was a really good conversation um I think we've covered everything that people need to know I think it just comes down to the quality really and and reading the ingredient list you know if there's no collagen in there why would you even take it you know why would you want to put those bulking agents and those fillers into your into your body it's just something else we have to metabolize you know um but yeah it really comes down to the quality and I'm I'm very, very supportive of of collagen powder and ingestibles as long as they're the right product. Absolutely. I agree. We're agreed. (laughs) 